0: following podcast contains spoilers and adult language we recommend listening after you've already seen the movie in question but we're not your boss do what you like brought to you by our patrons at patreon.com slash matinee manatees if you like what you've heard and like to hear more consider becoming a patron donations start at just one dollar a month and half of all profits after hosting costs go towards actual manatee habitat preservation because we figured you know why not hope you enjoy the show back to Matinee Matties, the internet's only podcast. I'm Ben. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, damn. Damn. And this episode is thanks to, well, they're all thanks to our patrons. Uh, this one is in large part thanks to one of our newest patrons, Heidi Butler, who is, A, a patron, B, she's she's one of the people modeling our t-shirts on Twitter. So thank you, Heidi. Nice. Thank you. And her shout-out is... Any noise a noise and oyster, but any noisy noise and noise and oyster more. <laughs> and did I get that? Did I mess it up or was that a one shot? I think, you got, I think I got you got it. I think I
1: got you it. I
0: think I got it. Alright. <laughs> See, I thought she was gonna be asking for any noise, and then you just kept going. And just make a high pitched (laughs) whining noise. But yeah, that was kinda my default. No, I'm gonna go one more. Any noise, a noise and oyster, but any noisy noise a noise an oyster more. There you go. Two in a row is the message. Yeah, hell yeah. If we had hands I'd be high fiving you right now. Yeah, I wish I had fingers <laughs> that make everything a lot easier. So cool. So that's our new patron. Thank you, Heidi. Thank you. Uh, we also, um, have our first negative views on iTunes, which all came in the month of the Crow episode. (laughs) So I think them Crow fans are just really hard to please. (laughs) Cause it was like three. Pretty rapidly, right after that episode came out, they're just like, I try listening to this piece, i like demons. <laughs> it's like, that's fair. That's okay. I mean, what do you expect? They're not wrong. But it just means new eyes are seen. Well, new eyes are unseen years are here in the podcast they hate it but it's spreading somehow <laughs> uh, but also if you do like the podcast and I haven't had a chance to rate it yet don't write a review that's like work but if you could tap the the 5 star thing if you think it's worth 5 stars we now have negative views to offset which I'm <laughs> inappropriately happy about but <laughs> 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 so, it, it's always so nice when you get that first negative view you're like oh finally somebody actually me enough to have to say it. Like, I know this isn't my mom, another throwaway <laughs> account. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. No, it's... I'm oddly pleased by her for some reason. <laughs> it's, I'm more like mean. I mean it's always a little strange when you take the time to write a bad review, but now I'm more mean. It was always just like I don't know how you can <"Done."> Well, you don't just listen to it normally, right? People are supposed to listen to it like when they're falling asleep, right? Isn't that the whole idea? I mean, I try not to control people. You can listen to it however and whenever you want, and including hate listening to it, just to sort of keep yourself that spice to go out and, like, if you need to fight a dude, um, I'm willing to fight that, too. It's just not what I was aiming for. <laughs> but just listening By to I'm it Bite. Yeah, just, just hate us so much. Like, well, I don't want to go to, you know, court and ruin someone's life, but if I listen to this Ben guy keep talking about like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, I don't know. Anyway, I'm having a good day. Cool. And I'm back. Uh. From outer space. (laughs) Don't you? Man, I thought I remembered that song, but I don't. (laughs) Coming around the place, change my lock. Uh. (laughs) I'm back from I'm back from Europe. There's an episode on the back burner. We're doing these little out of order because there were some audio issues with you and Anthony's first episode that I'm not a part of, and that will be coming out. I'm not gonna throw that away. It's golden. That's good because you have to edit it for a lot longer. Sorry, I said we were good this guy because we worked our asses off on that one. Oh yeah, and I I am gonna post it. It it is taking a lot longer to edit than most of them, because Anthony was having some audio issues. Yeah. But I appreciate it and it's coming out. I apologize for the delay. We only you know, we only have one audio engineer, and I have no fingers. <laughs> Actually, no, but you, you did like the, that one. So we have two audio engineers, even, but neither of us have any fingers. Yeah, exactly. So it's <laughs> taking a while. So our apologies Computers for that. keep shorting out because the... We don't have a high-tech system. Uh, the guys up in the rowboat kind of just put a big, uh, like, hefty bag around a laptop and then sink it <laughs> with brick. <laughs> so it works for a little while, but they all short out pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. So you have to back that up very soon. And it's just very complicated without a so it's uh, quite frankly I'm not sure how they can afford to do that I mean they're never high quality laptops I think they're I think they're stolen. Uh, like a lot of them say you know uh, Florida County Schools on them which I don't think is great um, oh, see, I just assumed they were teachers. They might be teachers. Huh? Oh, yeah, I guess that'd give them more incentive to steal laptops, right? They have access to it.
1: Hmm. I, I
0: don't know how theft works. I'm an honest man. Man. But yeah, <laughs> they you um, uh, <laughs> I never steal anything except all the time. <laughs> <But> <laughs> except for all the time, people listen. Listen to the crow, right? Yeah, listen, listen. I don't advocate stealing. Unless they have you in an unpaid internship, that's bullshit, Still, everything you can. (laughs) Unless it's a charity, if it's a charity, that's fine. You're all putting in your time for a cause. That's fine. If they're not a charity and they don't pay their employees, steal shit. <laughs> that's my... Edict. To whoever's still listening. <laughs> this time... For this episode... We watched... Evolution, the 2001 movie, uh, which is on Netflix as of right now and might stay there for a while, which is apparently super controversial. I thought everyone just kind of liked it, but no. (laughs) That is not the... Yeah, apparently, like, People will hate it, hate it, and I just... I don't... But we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. Good. Yeah. Evolution 2, this one, directed by Ivan Reitman? Yeah. Or Reitman? I think that's Reitman. Who did Ghostbusters 1 and 2, which explains why it feels like a Ghostbusters movie. Mm -hmm. Which, honestly, like, of the Ghostbusters movies so far, if this was one, it's only the, it's still like the second best. It's only the third worst as I can tell. (laughs) But that's subjective, not objective. Uh, did you see that new one, by the way? Uh, the one with the female cast? Yeah. I did not Yeah. I still want to. It came so close so many times. It just... <sighs> I like what they're trying to do. Mm-hmm. It didn't work. Personal opinion.
1: Hmm.
0: But we shouldn't be mad at because let's keep in mind there's Ghostbusters 2 also. It's not like ruined, pristine franchise franchise. Yes, Actually, it's funny that you mention that, uh, the Ghostbusters franchise, considering one of the uh, stars during the second half of this movie, but I guess we'll get to that eventually. Yeah. Well, I was, I was about to list everyone oh, around Okay, and it that so works. works. It is starring David Duchovny. You know him as Mulder from the X Files, Sex Guy from Californication. Shh. <laughs> <laughs> And a hand guy from Zoolander, although you might know him from more things than that. No, that's that's pretty pretty much everything I know him from. (laughs) Orlando Jones, who, because I'm old, is always going to be the 7-Up guy to me. (laughs) Um, And the make 7-Up yours... Guy, he was fuck <laughs> and I'll tell you right now there may be a few times during this episode where I accidentally call him Orlando Jordan because there is a professional wrestler named Orlando Jordan and I keep forgetting that his name is Orlando Jones. So Oh I kept ...calling him Orlando Bloom, (laughs) which is also a professional actor, or Orlando the Axe, the Badger Lord from the Redwall series. Specifically, Matt the sequel to the first Redwall book, but it wasn't the second one I've ever written. I think that was Mossflower. He's a badger with an axe. His name's Orlando. Cool. I haven't read any of those. There's also a city. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Wait, what? A city? Where? I don't know. Inland. Yeah,
2: okay. I don't even know it's in the...
0: It might be said to an anti czar. I don't know. they <laughs> well, you know just he was also an American Gods. He's a Nancy or Mr. Nancy. I think. Hmm. I don't know. I've only seen one episode of that. That's more than I've seen. It. But I read the book. He wasn't in the book, the character was, Orlando Jones was on the book, <laughs> he was also in The Time Machine, uh, which I wasn't a huge fan of all the way through, which I liked certain things about a lot. And the Morlocks from which seem to show up in this movie actually for a Oh, <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, I
0: guess so. Also starring Julianne Moore, mm-hmm. uh, I know her from Children of Men, Hannibal, uh, Thirty Rock, <laughs> and The Big Lebowski. There have been a really good movie called Still Alive that I have, er, start sorry, Still Alice, which I haven't seen, but sounds heartbreaking. Hmm. So, I don't know if I will see it, because I don't want to have emotions. <laughs> okay, that's pretty good. Yeah. John William Scott, who was super famous at this Oh point. my god. In 2001. It's... Who you might remember because of his, just his, world famous role as Billy in Final Destination. <laughs> <laughs> so... That's where you probably know him yeah. from. Yeah. No, it's it's Stifler said <laughs> the <laughs> He was from American Pie, and Dudes for My Car. It's so crazy how popular he was in like 2000, 2000. He was in something with Paul Rudd relatively recently, and he was still pretty good. I mean, he always plays the same character, but I enjoy yeah. that character. What was that? Step-parent? No, not step-parents. Uh, Surrogates? Uh, something. No. It sounds familiar. Okay. Role models. Oh, Role models. Right. Where they take oh yeah, wasn't he in Mr. Woodcock with um what the hell is his name, Billy Bob Billy Bob. I did not see Mr. Woodcock, but I think he was okay. He's he's still working. He was in the Rundown with the Rock. Yeah. Well, that was like two. That was still a long time ago. I think that was like two thousand. Or he Rock the thing. Dwayne Johnson? I guess so. so. that guy hasn't aged at all. It's crazy, right? Rock the Dwayne? Yeah, I know. Like, yeah. Good genes make a big difference. Well, I think he has zero body fat, and that helps a lot. Yeah, also, shaved his head when he started going bald. Yeah. That helps. But when he starts aging, it's gonna be a disaster. <laughs> I wanna see <laughs> the like the land landslide, <laughs> the the avalanche. No, that's no. The the rock slide. That's not earthquake he's gonna i feel like he can't maintain that for very long (laughs) that's (laughs) all i'm saying he has been like 20 years he is almost 50 so it's bound to happen eventually but what if it doesn't I mean, you never know. I mean, like, what if someday he just dies and calcifies and stays that way forever? It's entirely possible. I want to sleep on his shoulder. (laughs) Anyway, um, also starting... Ted Levine mm-hmm. as general, Yeah. Uh, most famous firm Science of Lands, yeah. also yeah. a Matt man, he's alumni yeah. from Wild Wild West yes. as the goopy ear guy, <laughs> General Bloodbath McGrath. He's been a general in two movies you've seen them. He's been a, he's been like a military character. I looked at his wikipedia page. He's been a military character in like 12 things.
1: He plays it well. Yeah,
0: right. he does, definitely. Seems he's like a... a- He's also the police sergeant from Monk. Oh, yeah. See even more, like, uh, authority figures. I kind of like that show, but I haven't seen it as an adult, so maybe it's... ...bad, but I like <laughs> it. Also, Ethan Supley, who I remember from Boy Meets World. He's also in the Butterfly Effect, American History X, and my name is Earl think he's the best friend and my name is Earl he's one of the bullies in Boy Meets World he's the goth roommate in Butterfly Effect I forget who was in American History X but it was on his IMDB so I wrote it down because I did see that movie yeah I've actually seen all of those not in a while, nice. but I've actually seen those for once. I mean, he's also been a lot of other things. Yeah. Too. so only try to bring up the ones that I remember. I actually didn't even have to look up him to come. Do you know his three projects off top of me? Yeah, and Ty Burrell. What else I didn't look up, but I know him from Dawn of the Dead, the Good Hulk movie, and he's really famous on Modern Family, which I haven't seen, but I've seen commercials where he's a prominent character. I think he's the dad or one of the dads. Hmm. Okay. In Dawn of the Dead, he was the guy with the boat that blowed his head off. I, uh, I... I know this is obviously the remake. I haven't seen that in a while. I should see that again. I liked it, but... at this point, it's 15 years old and it sort of started that whole zombie craze that I thought would have died down by now. Apparently Walking Dead's still going on which I did not know. <laughs> <laughs> but in The Good Hulk he played the, the boyfriend of Liv Tyler that she went to after breaking up with the Hulk and I think He's like uh, an easter egg who can ever actually use because he's going to be Doc Samson or something. Hmm. I don't know. Hmm.
1: Okay. That's
0: everybody I recognized in this movie. Okay. There were actually a couple cameos which we'll get to a little later that I didn't realize until like that watched the movie the second time it's like
1: wait is that
0: guy so that was kind of oh fun. yeah uh, uh, Sarah Silverman's in it for a yeah, second exactly I don't know if her character even has a name uh, apparently Kyle Gass from Tenacious D is in yeah, it yeah he's in there what? at the very beginning he's the other cop that's there at the very beginning. He's in like two scenes and then he disappears forever. I didn't spot him. Also, I feel like I should recognize the the rich guy who does the golf course, but I don't remember where from. Hmm. There were, um, there were, there were a bunch of cameos listed, hold on, I have to pull, now I gotta pull this stuff up, cause, cause now I have to, there were a bunch of cameos for characters that I didn't notice, like Kyle Gas, I didn't notice until the second watch, uh, he's just at the very beginning of the movie. As the cops are just coming in, and then he's never seen again. Uh, gotcha. let's see. Uh, where's the. I know that they had the. Where's the guy? Oh, um. Gregory Itzen was the rich asshole who got he I don't know the name. name doesn't ring a bell but I'm sure I've seen him in something else Mm -hmm. but apparently Richard Maul I know that name from somewhere he played the uh, the fire chief which was kind of weird to me Uh, that just like and then um, there were a couple other people. I don't remember. But a bunch of other people had cameos. So that was kind of cool. cool. Yeah. So this movie has a 6.1 on IMDb. tomato meter, but a 48% audience appreciation score, and if you go on (laughs) Amazon.com, look up the DVD release for it, they have a little rating system for it, on Amazon.com it has four and a half stars out of five. (laughs) That sounds about right for, uh, for, Amazon. Yep. There was one that only had, like, three and a half one time. It blew my fucking mind. I do it was. Was it Godzilla? I think it might have been Godzilla. I don't remember. If any of our super fans want to go back and listen to all of our archives, <laughs> and tell me. That.
1: <laughs>
0: its budget was eighty-eight million dollars, <laughs> and on its opening weekend, it made thirteen million dollars <laughs> <Christ. laughs> worldwide gross. This is worldwide, not even, uh, domestic. It eventually made $98 billion, which I don't know how advertising works, but I think is a loss. Yeah, that's not great. Which is a little surprising, because I know a lot of people hate it because it's pretty misogynistic which it is. <laughs> I know although like with most of those things I mostly hear it being whined about by people who think that people who knows when things are misogynistic should shut up. Not actually anyone complaining about the truth. <laughs> so like why do people hate this movie and a bunch of people are like oh well I'm mad at feminists and like okay that maybe they actually didn't like it I don't know but like it wasn't great I thought it was just sort of fun like 1950s inspired monster movie tribute yeah Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's kind of. Like, I definitely remember seeing this when I was in theaters. So, I think I remember liking it back then. It's definitely aged kind of poorly. In a lot of respects. Cause this yeah. is also the September eleventh movie. And it shows. <laughs> oh, because we don't worship the military yet? Or because we still enjoy property damage? Oh no, just because of the fact that The security in this entire movie is so very lax. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jesus Christ. And I can't believe you wiretapped my phone, and now I just, like, I I give a little air kiss, um, Smoochie to, to the FBI guy every time I hang up a phone call to like, Thank you for keeping us safe, I mean, every phone call, because you know it's there. <laughs> I don't actually. Please stop. what? <laughs> <But laughs> it's <laughs> But it does have it does have a lot of fart jokes. Yeah, it it is a lot like Ghostbusters. David Duchovny does seem pretty bored during it. Well, that's just and it is based on the uh, the totally totally unproven scientific. Guess of evolution which like listen if I'm descended from my dad how come there is still dads check me <laughs> yes. I was created five minutes ago by God <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so, so I just want to point out one thing. I'm pretty sure that David Duchovny's sleepwalking through this movie is just David Duchovny. Could be. I haven't watched too much Californication. It doesn't seem like this thing. Mm. But I just, it, like, I don't... I don't even dislike him, but I, I could have done it with a different lead. If you just swapped the relative of roles of him and Orlando Jones, I think it would have been a lot better. Yeah, I think so. I could have seen that. I could see that working. I don't know. If I'm descended from my grandpa, how come my grandpa's not turning into me? Huh? I- I- that makes no sense. I don't even know how to argue against that. It hurts my head. I know, that's their actual number one go-to. Yeah, anyway... Uh... Okay, so... Evolution is about... Single-celled organisms that come down... From outer space on a meteor... And that have the amazing ability to create matter out of nothing. Well, I guess out of of heat, but still. Yeah. And grow beyond the bounds of, like, what thermodynamics allow. But that's okay. It's a comedy. Whatever. (laughs) It's a gross-out comedy. A lot of of farts. A lot lot of farts. A A lot of... a lot of poops zero blood whatsoever even though you have a couple like close-up people getting <laughs> just out and shot and stuff. <laughs> and uh I don't know. It's kinda, it's kinda fun. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, thanks for tuning in. See you next time. <laughs> so so we open on also okay it leads a lot on special effects that do not hold up There's that. yeah it is 2001 we have to remember that yeah yeah, yeah. some of them are okay but you know it's It's still 2001 CGI. It's not really... It's it's still like, when did Jurassic Park come out? Well, Jurassic Park was like... They tried really hard with that movie. (laughs) That's fair. But I'm just if you're gonna spend $80 million on a movie, I'm not seeing it. Yeah. I think they spent most of the money screen. getting the actors. They should have got a different wall time. Yeah. <laughs> but we open in space and it actually looks pretty cool because it's easy to do um, non-moving objects in unfamiliar backgrounds. So the the space rock looks school mm-hmm. pans down to a stifler doing desert things. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they really missed an opportunity here to to fake us out mm-hmm. because he is driving through the desert in the middle of night by himself and pulls like a body out of the trunk of a car, puts it into a shed, and then sets the shed on fire, but they're very clear from moment one that he's a firefighter training and that it's just a mannequin. (laughs) And I think you could have had a a funny fake out by letting him think he was doing something shady. I mean, I'll freely admit the first time when I was watching this, because I wasn't paying super close attention to the screen. I was writing notes and everything. And I thought, okay, so he's going to go have sex with the. With the up doll in a shack, and then he lit the shack on fire. And I thought, okay, so he can only get off when something's on fire. <laughs> He's a pyrophiliac, I guess. And I was like, oh no, makes much more sense. He's actually a firefighting trainee. <laughs> We should make a psychological thrower called pyrophilic act that lasts for six minutes. <laughs> <laughs> because the man burns himself to death. <laughs> Scene one. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, a uh, big old rock comes out it's sky to blow up his car, and he's like, "Oh man, it blow up my car!" <laughs> and that's uh, the beginning of the movie. It's very speedy. Oh yeah, definitely. the uh, The car flips like eight times in the air. Yeah, and like the the meteor goes into the underground and I thought there was gonna kind of be a like, cool tremors thing, but never happened. <laughs> uh, although Tremors is a good movie. That one we'll let's do that later. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> Okay. We're at a college and me. Um, and I saw this, this, uh, mentioned a lot. It's actually pretty sold. Duchovny is our tragic white (laughs) hero. Because, because he, he doesn't have the status he knows he deserves. He's being forced to work with other people who aren't as special as him, um, and he is always right. And he only dates famous women, and he's smarter than everyone. But he's just not. He's just not making enough money. <laughs> Now, he's, he's only making $17,500 a year,
1: which isn't
0: good, but it's also no. 2001, yeah. and it doesn't look like he works very hard at he's well. no. so it's kind of, <laughs> he is working at a community college, so... I mean that's that's a hard job if you put yourself into not. it, but he's definitely not. I'm just saying he's not going to be making as much money as if he was working at like a university or something, or even a state college. So yeah, yeah. But then it's also the, like, what he's doing at this community college is whining about his low wages and ignoring everyone's papers. Yeah, and then just, like, shitting on the students who, you know, don't quite understand how their assignment works. Well, no, they're they're they should flunk. but no, <laughs> <laughs> This is where I meet the the two brothers or cousins or whatever. It's their dad, right? Not their uncle. Uh, uh, so yeah, I think they're brothers. Yeah, they're brothers. I like them a lot. <laughs> he does say he's not going to right on curve, which is great because the curve blows. <laughs> but he uses that as an excuse to not read anyone's papers except the failing ones. Yeah. He has a friend, Orlando Jones, uh, who gets a call about a meteor. <laughs> <laughs> while he's hanging out with this weird ditzy student who wants to go to nursing school so she can be Miss Arizona? Yeah, Um, that's, that's pretty much her entire character, and I will admit that based on how... The scene was sort of shot and scripted for the first like ten seconds of it. I thought it was gonna be a porno Cause it's like, you know <laughs> the the girl sitting there on the on the counter with like, you know, short skirt and everything, she's like so Can I talk to you about my extra credit? And then, you know, it's like, oh, God, what are we doing? And then, oh, no, it's actually, he's actually just a professor, and she's actually just a student, and she's wanting to get into nursing school because it will look good on her resumes when she tries to become a beauty pageant contestant. that's that's like how it should have gone cause like Orlando Jones is acting actually pretty professional for a minute there except when Mulder walks in and then like he gets all creepy non-verbally just at him like look at this of this 28 year old actress playing an 18 year old ass. It's like this weird. <laughs> I don't know. It's. It, like, he was so close to being a respectable character there, but it did not take long. No, it fucking really did not. <laughs> so they go. They go to the meteor. The police are being cool. Like taking funny pictures with <laughs> I actually like them. Okay, so this is where Kyle Gass was. He was one of the two cops that were out on the surface. Okay, so it wasn't the one underground who's like... No. No with me No, he was the other he was the other guy along with the one cop who actually shows up again later. Okay, so he doesn't even get to talk. I think he says like one line and then he's just gone forever. Okay, so they 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 go up. They start picking the rock. Oh, there's this... It a... expels this, like, weird sludge. No. Sorry. Uh, we also, I think we might have skipped over, um... The, uh... The Sean William Scott's car gets flipped back over. So he can leave. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's up there on top. Yeah, because huh? he has to go to his firefighting exam seven minutes ago. So that's why the cops were there. They were sort of, I guess, inter- interrogating him or interviewing him about why there was a formerly there old rusty shack. And why he's out there with a the blow doll. But... They, they, they yeah. let him leave, because... Uh, oh yeah, they also said something about Force Majeure, which is like... Do you know what that is? Because I don't... Is that like Act of God or something? I think so. It, it's a... Most insurance policies don't cover things that couldn't possibly have been prevented and aren't anyone's fault. Okay. But, let me make sure I'm not just lying to everyone. Okay. The force majeure, yeah, unforeseeable circumstances prevent someone from fulfilling a contract. Okay, that makes sense. Um, because they were like, you cannot realistically prepare for falling rocks from outer space. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Or be compensated, therefore. Yeah. So, so, so these guys, these scientists guys, break open the side of the rock. This stuff starts oozing out. Mm-hmm. And they just—they—they breathe it all. <laughs> they just get in real close and just sort of huff that stuff. <laughs> and it's—I uh, mean, maybe they tested if he was radioactive first. I didn't see that either. But they're just killing themselves trying to. Yeah. So, um, I guess what this scene proves is that you really can squeeze blood from a stone. That is exactly the reaction I was expecting.
2: <laughs> so... <laughs>
0: <laughs> so they go back to the lab. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> then what happens? I'm the for a while. <laughs> you okay, so it. they go back to the lab and uh David DuCamp is gonna study what they found while uh Lando Jones has to go coach his Division Three women's volleyball team because, of course, he is. Uh, and I mean that's that's an important. job oh, of course it is. I'm just I'm just saying it's not surprising to me that a character like. Leonard Johnson's character is a vol a women's volleyball coach. That's all I was meaning. Gotcha. Yeah. So, uh, so Mr. DeCalmie takes a look at the sample that he uh, that he took under the microscope. And he sees the life single cell organisms are wandering around in it. And uh you know, he does the he does the trope thing where he looks in the microscope and then he looks up slightly and he his eyes a couple times and looks back down and, uh, did he de- switch slides, I think? Or was he just zooming out? Cause... I think he just zoomed out. Okay. Cause he gets to a point where the cells start multiplying at a fantastic rate and then the slide breaks. Well, because they're physically yeah, they're not just taking up more and more of the water they're physically creating mass that's the whole thing these things can do. So like, I think it's a practical effect. I think you just pump water into a little bath until it cracks, but yeah. uh, the slide break because that drop is becoming hundreds of drops. <laughs> uh, so it generates matter and that's Mm-hmm. Well, one thing I noticed in this scene in particular, but then a couple throughout the rest, the music is really good in this it's... Like, as far as just that sort of old style, it's very simple, but sort of emulates that 50s thing and does the... Like, the really basic, but really recognizable cues for, like, wonder, and then it's getting spooky, the little plinking on the strings, and, mm-hmm. like, it's, it, I, I mean, you know more I music than me, so when I say really good, I mean, it's really effective, and it really calls back to me, at least, those old... Uh, like 50s monster movies. I don't know if it's like well-performed good, but I like it. I would say it is, uh, there are a few moments that to me were either a bit, they were a little bit strange. And then there were some things that were a little bit too on the nose, I guess. Like, sort of the romantic scenes you see later. They have the, the swelling violins and the, the romantic music and everything. It's like, you guys, we, we get it. We're not. That dumb. i watching the movie. At least I'd yeah. like to think. It's like, okay, we get it. Julianne Moore and Martin David Rakovney are going to bang at some point. You don't have to give us the romantic music in the background. So But uh, other than that, for the most part, yeah, it is, I see what you mean, and yeah, it definitely does sort of call back to the sort of, sort of, uh, more bombastic music, I guess, like you were saying, of like 50s and 60s monster movies, and just sort of movies in general, Definitely. So... They go with volleyball game. It seems like he's actually a pretty good coach, or at least he's a very invested coach. He tells him that it's alien life and he gets all excited. He has some pretty good lines here. Like... How many cells do single-celled organisms have again? Oh. I am no biologist, <laughs> but was pretty good, I thought. Yeah, they, uh, yeah, they, they go back to his his office to to show Lando Jones what he saw. He's like single cell organisms. He looks or Orlando Jones looks in the microscope It's like uh that's when he says that line and so yeah. they look at it again and they're multi-cell organisms now so they've apparently and again I'm I'm no uh biologist, but I don't know if it actually take two hundred million years for us, for life to go from single cell to multi cell organisms to an actual Nah no, it took six days it's in the bottom. Oh, okay. I figured this this movie was not entirely accurate with its science yeah no i mean this only happened because you'll notice in all the scenes in the movie there's no purr in schools mm. so this could happen okay Cause god got it yeah no other explanation <laughs> I think it was actually more like 3 billion years, I think they, since 2001, discovered much older, uh, monocellular fossils that showed that something had arisen, like, much sooner after the formation of the Earth than they thought, Hmm. but don't quote me on that because I don't remember, okay. Because keep finding new stuff, and it's kind of a guess past a certain <laughs> point in the past. Because once a certain landmass gets converted to lava and spat back up somewhere else, it's really hard to find like fossil evidence. So. <laughs> So, we can only go back so far. Yeah. Stifler hit Ball's fail exam. Yep. He, uh, is... He... He's asleep at his exam. And, uh, they tell him to go. And then he goes. He forgets to take the fire hose. Picks it up, he's climbing up the ladder, but I guess he had the hose in between his legs so he crotches himself with the hose. No, he has it over his shoulders and swings down like a pin. Oh, okay, that's right. the balls. balls. Okay, that's where it was. So and then he falls off the ladder. And he, gets, he does the face and everything. Yeah. He's got hit in the balls. I, I could not shake from my from me this entire time watching this movie. That it felt so much like Hollywood was trying to make him the next Jim Carrey based on, like, his mannerisms and the way he was talking, it's like... It felt so much like he's trying to be the next Jim Carrey, was I don't know. I have a very specific impression of, like... Like, Robin Williams and Jim Carrey are put in the same category, but I don't... Although, well, no, I, I don't know if they... Or Sean that. No, I'm not saying that he. I'm not saying he succeeded or that he should have. I'm just saying he had like the same sort of. He had the same sort of. Um, oh goddamn! What's the right word for it? Genocide. No, there's like an actual. Force majeure. There's there's an actual word for it that I'm trying to remember now I can't. Face making? Yes, but also, like, his entire. Ouvre? Ouvre? I guess that works for the word. It was French. Yeah. So, you no. Know, it just felt like his entire everything he was trying to do sort of felt a little bit like Jim Carrey, but like a very low budget Jim Carrey, I guess, because he had the same sort of faces, facial expressions. His speech patterns were kind of similar, uh, but his jokes were not very good, and it just sort of felt like he was trying to be, like Hollywood was trying to make a new Jim Carrey when Jim Carrey was still very much around. I'm not sure I see it. But I'm not going to say you're wrong because I wasn't noticing that. Mm, okay. that could be totally true. I don't know, that's... Okay, I also have only seen a couple of this movies, so it's not a... Uh, of uh, uh, Sean William Scott's or... Yeah. Oh, uh, well, I mean, so have I, but this movie just felt very much like he's just they're just trying to make him carry two. that was just I don't know that's, just, yeah, that's all I could pick up from
2: that so, eh. well, so then they so he, he flunks out he's
0: not going to be a firefighter but he still has a job at the pool or something country club yeah the, the two teachers take all their students on a field trip. And this time they even say it stinks, but they are still just having all these kids just breathe it right in. Well, they say it's like methane and some other, like they're, the aliens are altering the atmosphere around them. So that they can breathe. So I guess they can't breathe oxygen. Which uh... Yeah, but it's not it's not about the chemicals. The ground is covered in like mold fungus and there's spores. Yeah. Spores. In. Yeah. We've got so many spores in them already. Oh yeah. I can imagine. But, I mean, spores. I I think just because of the fact that they're inhaling the oxygen into their lungs, maybe that's what kills all the spores before they get a chance to do anything wrong. Because... I'm just saying that recklessly endangering doesn't speak. Oh yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm not disagreeing with you at all. I'm just saying that even if they're recklessly endangering, it's not like they're actually endangering them because you see, all of the humans, just trying all to. of the humans, yeah, exactly. All because all the humans are breathing oxygen, and because this movie is just War of the Worlds with a fresh coat of paint, they, the creatures die when they're exposed to oxygen, so it's also how early Earth life was, that's fair. Oxygen's toxic for a while, I think. Yeah. Toxic oh, I'll be here all Look what it does to steel. That's true. It turns steel into dust. That's true. It kills us in like 80 years. Look at trees. They don't breathe oxygen. They look like 5,000 years. We die in 80. You know why? Oxygen is jet fuel. It's super fast and super dangerous. And it's literally jet fuel. <laughs> <laughs> so they say it stinks. There's flatworms. Mm-hmm. La girls wearing open toed shoes, and that's how she discovers them. Yep. CGI flatworms, are not like flatworm flatworms. But she could have just got a bunch of worms, but they didn't, and they're not. They don't look crazy. <laughs> 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 yeah. They put one in a jar. There's flowers at the pool where Stifler works. And There's a little turtle dude at the pool where Stifler works. And that seems like a jump. Yeah, it's uh. Because it's only been like one day since the meteor crashed on the earth. Yeah, look, the timeline doesn't make too much sense here for now yeah. because they, like, weeks are about to go by and then eventually gives up primates or whatever. Yeah. But, like, if you jump from, like, single cell to turtles in a day, then you. You're primates, but like, later that afternoon, mm-hmm. no problem. Yeah, exactly. Instead, it takes a couple weeks. Yeah. Anyway, so this little girl dude, they scare him.
1: Mm-hmm. There's
0: a bunch of dead flatworms everywhere. Yep. Because they die in the army. Yep. They come back the next day and the army's there. Cause they tapped his phone. No, they tapped... They watched his computer. Yes. No. Yeah. yeah. That's what they all they. Cause the company accused them of tapping his phones, and uh, Ted Levine, or sorry, General McGrath, says. No, uh, why would you? What do you think we are, the KGB? We won't tap your phones. And then the second in command says, "No, we just tapped your computer. It's like, why would you say that? You're just admitting it's to it. Sense. And this one's Tyburel, the second in No, uh I thought Tyrell was the other guy. Was the 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 meek? Was he not? Or am I thinking of a different person? No, Tyrell's the 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 guy with the chin, who's a little swagger. Oh, okay. Um, the meek guy. I don't know the name of that. Actor. Oh, okay. My mistake. Doesn't he get thrown into like ape jail or something? I don't know. Anyway, so the army's there. Julianne Moore comes out. You falls and you see her underwear. It's really weird. Yeah. Yeah. It's like it's like your first moment. (laughs) Yeah, we've we've had two female characters in the movie so far. One of them is a beauty pageant contestant who we never see again after. Her open toed shoes reveal the flatworms. And then we get Julianne Moore, who uh, takes a lot of crap falls, and we see her butt. I guess I can see why the snow is (laughs) (laughs) It gets better. Uh, No, I. <laughs> and I'm sorry, you didn't see the air quotes and the eye roll. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I still think it's fun, but for. But, you know. Yeah. Uh, I mean, so, yeah. so they're. No, go ahead. Go ahead. no, I was just, no, I just gonna say that the. Uh, Like, they establish that she's clumsy, and it's like, okay, that's fine. And then they keep showing it, like, six more times in the movie. it's like, okay. Well, it's it's because it's it's more more of the splat humor. It's like there's... A lot of fart jokes, a lot of people falling down, a lot of people getting hit in the nuts. It's, uh... It's... It could have been still pretty funny without leaning into slapstick, I think, and that would have been a better balance. Yeah, I think so. Apparently the script started is like, a legit thriller and then they turned it into a comedy hmm. but then it turned into too much of a comedy mm-hmm. there was also but, yeah. You know, yeah that's true there was also a point that we forgot to mention when they're driving up to the army base where uh, one of the one of the soldiers says are you like the Dr. Kane you know talking to David Duchovny and then he tries to fist fight the guy and I thought he tried to, to shoot oh, him did try to shoot him but he was like freaking out about it no one knows why then that gets explained later, but yeah. I, again, I didn't quite realize this until my second watch of this movie. I was like, oh, that's why. But yeah, it, it seems It seems like just kind of a weird throwaway, like this this random soldier saying that. Uh, David Duke Calvary gave him the worst month of his life. And we're like, what? But, I guess, explained later. You yeah, know, well, there's also a, like, he had a line earlier saying, like, no, don't go to the government. I know those people. Oh, yeah. Which, I think they put in the trailer as, like, it's hexes. Yeah, but also that, uh, an actual part of his character? Yeah, it was, but that's that's what I thought too the first time he said that, but then the second, the, the after that, you're like, oh right, that makes perfect sense. So the next scene is in a courtroom because they've been barred from going back to the place, mm-hmm. and that's where this this foreshadowing thing from like twelve seconds ago <laughs> comes to fruition. <laughs> yeah, which is that uh, it turns out he was making vaccines for 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 anthrax mm. and like all vaccines it was poison mm. so <laughs> god
1: <laughs> christ
0: also I forgot at the very beginning of the movie they messed up because they showed Earth was curved when the the rock was landing instead of flat like we all know it is. (sighs) So this movie gets a couple things wrong, but a couple things, right? Yeah. Like, like, like evolution takes six days and vaccines are poison. (laughs) so (laughs) (laughs) So he, cause he, 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 his anti-anthrax thing made everyone poop their pants. Yeah. Because that's, (laughs) that's the movie's humor. Yeah. Pretty much. And some other stuff that sounds more serious, but they, they, they really sure it on the diary. (laughs) Uh so they they lose the case and then their classroom's empty when they get back because everyone stole everything yeah his, his office so like they, they they pried open or they took out his uh, the handle they just kicked the doorknob I think something like uh, that probably but yeah they uh, stole all their shit it's uh, to call the It's wicked out. easy to break into a place. If you're not a about being detected, it's wicked easy <laughs> to break into a place. <laughs> That's true. Kids, anyone listening, can say no. They will catch you later, but it's wicked easy to break into a place. So they decide they're going to, yeah, break into the military base like in Thor, <laughs> <laughs> and this is where my first write down of like, my God, security is so lax, cause they just they come in at night. They're dressed up. He's dressed up as a colonel. Dave Duchovny's dressed up as a colonel. Because I guess that's what he actually was when he was in the army. And, uh, and when Orlando Jones comes in as a private. So they, the first thing they do is dive onto the ground to to survey the landscape and then they just sort of waltz in there and they, they cut a single coil of like razor wire, wire to, and then the company yells at a single soldier who on guard and then they just go right into the containment area <laughs> yeah and this is like first they stop for a random lynching joke <laughs> and then <laughs> yeah oh yeah this is just something like impersonating an officer is five years in Orlando is I and mean, maybe for you, for me, they hang me. It's like, yeah. Oh, great. Yeah. It's like, I mean, he's not wrong, but yeah. it's fun energy. There's, there's, so, there's, there's, there's another line a little bit later on, that I... Probably one of my two favorite lines in the entire movie, which we'll get to in just a bit. Okay. Yeah. This is about where I think it's hard going actively down there for <laughs> me. Yeah. A little bit. So they. It's, it's in a cool new greenhouse thing. The government's doing it its thing. They have those plastic ET tents up everywhere. They go down the elevator into the greenhouse and Orlando Jones won't stop <laughs> dancing so it gets everyone's attention on the uh, the monitor <laughs> because it's got cameras everywhere. Yeah, but but you know, the, the people who were watching are like, you uh, authorize people to go down for a late night specimen sample? And they're like, no? And the other person says, well, maybe it was just sector 12. You know how they are. And then the other person says, yeah, And it immediately just cuts away from that and it's like... You know, fucking really? <laughs> Sorry, so security then? is just... Insane. So they mention how everything is trying to eat everything down there. Cause it's a whole... It's a whole alien... Best now. Yeah. The entire cave's full of weird bug creatures and stuff. Yeah, it's it is its own ecosystem. After, well, all right. We did men we did forget to mention in the court scene they said that the army has kept them out of their area, out of the your land site for two weeks, so somehow between when they left and when they went to court it's been two weeks, but there's no indication of that, except for a throwaway line. Yeah, and also, that I means it's been two weeks since yora had complicated amphibians breaking the pools and stuff. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. But, uh, so they start, they're looking around to sort of pick them up, you know, to make a point of saying everything down here is eating everything else, but then nothing attacks them. Mm-hmm. Well, because they're, they're a foreign species. I assume most <laughs> of them giant orange jumpsuits and they're larger than most of the creatures down there. So there is that. And this is where one of my favorite lines comes in. Cause David Duchovny asks Orlando Jones to collect a sample of some creature and Orlando John says I've seen this movie the black dude dies first yeah (laughs) so genre sex I like that that was enjoyable for me this is Immediately before they start randomly talking about fucking Julian Moore on radio. <laughs> yeah, and of course, this is when they cut back to the army base up, up above. And finally, someone's decided to go get Julianne Moore to ask her if she authorized people to go down for to collect the samples and then they go over and that's when they catch her talking about David Duchovny just ravishing her and it's just like he's saying David Duchovny is like Nah, she's a nice queen. She has. She's no interest in sex. Or Jones. Yeah. It's trying to convince him otherwise. Yeah, it's like, were not they breaking into a base <laughs> or something? <laughs> yeah. But also, like, if she's watching Marcy Alvin, like, he thinks I wouldn't fuck him. I would fuck (laughs) him. it's like, (laughs) what the hell is this? (laughs) It's like, oh, I will prove him wrong. I am the strongest female character in this movie. Yeah, and I don't know why they're talking about her, except she is one of only two women allowed to speak in the entire thing, so they're sort of like, well, yeah, the, uh, hey, did you meet the other human female? what you think? Like, I get what's exciting for that. <laughs> yeah. It's real bad. Mm So then they go down there and stop them. They got down there awful quick, didn't they? Because, like, from... I think they just walked over and went down the elevator. Oh, yeah, but they had to put on jumpsuits and everything. I don't know, just... Did it have to do that before going into the elevator, or, or by the time they get to the like, bottom it? Uh, well, it looked like from, from what was established uh, from what Dave DeCuffey and Orlando Jones did, they had to put on the jumpsuits before they got in the elevator. And there were more of them, too. So it's like, you have to get more jumpsuits. And just considering the fact that however far, I don't know how far away the meteor was from where those two guys were from when they decided to go check the meteor to when they actually got to it. There was not a lot of time, it seemed like, so. Those three got down, down, underground very quickly, it would seem, to me. Anyway, uh, well, we don't know how long they were staying around, just talking about having sex that's true that is very true we did cut away after a while so they could have just been going on and on about that for a while so this is when the little bug thing cuts a hole in Orlando Jones' suit and gets in. Which is legitimately kind of creepy. But then it also gets into his skin? Well, the fact that, I mean...
1: (laughs) First
0: off, it... doesn't die, even in the oxygenated environment of the
2: jumpsuit. Which...
0: Right. Well, they, tr- they turn up the oxygen to try to kill it. Like, they at least remember that rule. Yeah. They just didn't <laughs> fall. Yeah. Back. So it, it somehow burrows under his skin. And then we get the oh, hospital yeah. scene. Then you've got this... It's the effect from The Mummy where it's just sort of running around in the... Like, apparently this movie thinks that human skin works like blankets on a bed. And you're just sort of like comfy in there and you can wriggle around get to the other side of it and stuff. Because in The Mummy, they were eating through them and it was horrible. And this one's kind of funny because he's just running back and forth along the way. They also think that subcutaneous gap between skin and muscle all human beings have just kind of opens up into the bottle. <laughs> so, it <you're> really just... <laughs> yeah, they... you really just like a... a Just a guy in a sack of skin and the butthole is just the spear, like, (laughs) punching around the bottom of it. It's way dumb. (laughs) Yeah, like like the the actual dialogue, because you see it going towards foot. And they're like, we're going to have to amputate, let's get the bone saw. And then it starts moving upwards. And the doctor immediately thinks, well, he's like, don't take my leg, don't take yeah. leg. And then the doctor thinks, because it's moving upwards, that it's heading immediately for his testicles. And then he starts yelling, like, take the leg. And then they decide, oh no, it's going the other way. It's actually a little funny. Yeah, it is. I think it was a little it funny. Was. <laughs> but it's like, oh, it's not moving towards his testicles. So the doctor decides, okay, it must be going towards his colon. I'm going to get that thing. So they flip him yeah. over his, They reach him with forceps and grab it out of his butt. They don't, like, cut a hole in the side of his yeah. butt. Yeah, oh, that was another one of my favorite lines, because one of them says, We gotta go get the lube. And then the doctor says, There's no time for lube, Manon. Just there's always time for lube. I enjoyed that very much. Yeah, but but lubricant wouldn't help because what they need to do is cut a hole in the side of his (laughs) rectum to go into that knot like it didn't he didn't swallow it. It's in his skin.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> but on the plus side we did get to watch Julianne more sort of I, I it was kind of fun just sort of watching her not necessarily him, but just sort of you could tell that her character was definitely sort of enjoying watching him suffer, considering what they said about her, so... The yeah, ice cream thing was pretty That fun. was too. very funny, actually, yeah. Like, what's a lot is, like, can I get you anything? Like, uh... Ice yeah. cream like okay about flavors like it doesn't matter it's from my ass <laughs> <out.
1: laughs> yeah <laughs>
0: That was actually pretty yeah. good. Yeah. Um, uh, Leander Jones is the most charismatic character in this and, like, I don't know how much Sad looked or how it's in the script, but he just seems cleverer than the rest, so something's going on. Yeah. It's just, it's just him sure he doesn't have anything else to work
2: <laughs> <on>.
0: <laughs> Yeah. Okay, so. But buttholes are connected to all the subcutaneous gaps all human beings actually have. We go to Luau at the golf course where Stifler is working and his, his boss who was super mean earlier because he told him to pick up the damn towel. Mm-hmm. But he did it in a shitty way. He actually did it in a shitty way. It so <laughs> goes out to try to have sex on the golf course. So everyone else at the Luau gets eaten by a crocodile. Kind of. Yeah. They, uh... He makes eyes with some other... rich... White lady, so that I guess they decided to go out and bang on the, on the golf course, and he, he'd be surprised how so often that works. Oh, I will have to try it sometime. Yeah, the next time I get Lou out, just sort of look at someone and be like, nah! Okay, And probably the one that got to the golf course. Sure, cool. Uh, so, he opens up a bottle of champagne, but it sprays on his pants. So, he gets all mad about it, decides to sort of wash his pants off with water from one of the water hazards. And that's when she comes down. And he doesn't notice that there's the giant, uh, alligator creature thing that comes out and almost eats his hand off. And then as he's walking back, it decides to leave the water and drag him down back into the water. And we get our third female character whose only line... Oh, that's right. Yeah. Whose only line is something eight... What the fuck was that guy's name? Uh... Name of Barry Cartwright. And and, although it does imply they actually knew each other it wasn't just making eyes yeah kind of, no, know they, they probably were yeah who knows and then we get a quick scene of of Sean William Scott looking very happy and then immediately trying to cover it up because it's like yeah my boss <laughs> my asshole boss is dead oh yeah that's 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 very sad in fairness this five minutes or so of the movie does have a lot more funeral characters so I forgot about <laughs> yeah cause cause it comes from there to Julianne Moore and David are having lunch for some reason like, in the, the base that he didn't get rusty and kicked yeah. out of. <laughs> Which he makes a point of to say, thanks for not calling the cops on me. And she just yeah, makes... And, and she wants to take this opportunity to say, like, listen... I will have sex with <laughs> people, cause that's what's <laughs> <most> important. Yeah, <laughs> no I, I think I remember this cause I wrote it down, her exact line was you called me an ice maiden," and all I was thinking of was you know the right line after that would have said, I think call you a nice man and I called you an ice queen. But, whatever. Anyway. Yeah, she basically is trying to prove to him that she's not, uh, just a bundle of neuroses and whatnot. Yeah, I guess I missed the part where they suddenly started to like each other. Because, like, all we got here was her being right about him recklessly endangering his friend's life. (laughs) And then, somehow, during the process of that being proven right, she starts to be like, Well, listen. All I know about this guy is he's a terrible scientist and he keeps fucking things up. And he talks about me whenever I'm not in the room. But he did almost kill his friend (laughs) Like (laughs) what What? Yeah. I think they may have cut that scene out. (laughs) Possibly. I hope so. I hope there was something. (laughs) Anyway, Stifford brings an alien crocodile corpse to the the high school. The college. The community college. They're gonna look at it, because he just steals it from Shuro somehow. <laughs> uh, he mentions that it choked and died. Yeah. Uh, like they were chasing it around, and then it just tried to... It was just died. Like it was trying to breathe and couldn't. And they just snuck it out of there. <laughs> so, yeah. Then we get the old ladies at the house. And I kind of like this yeah, one. Yeah, this one's great. Because they're just hanging out. And one of them knows is like, hey, there's a shit ton of dead <laughs> worms coming out of your closet. And there's no instruments out of the closet. <laughs> and open up and this kind of adorable like snub-nosed seal thing comes out and they they do that thing they do in a lot of movies where they don't know what it's like is it a dog is it a pig (laughs) but it's clearly if you're gonna pick an animal it's clearly a seal like come on guys (laughs) but oh god yeah and it even has the adorable puppy-dog eyes on it. I do like this one yeah. a lot. But then it attacks one of them. Because of course it doesn't attack. Yes. <laughs> so that's... <laughs> and that's that whole scene. Mm-hmm. Can, I, uh, can I point out one wonderful. thing about just everybody in this movie do Do it do it everyone who has encountered an alien so far except for the hysterical woman at the country club everyone seems so relatively speaking nonchalant about Meeting alien life. I mean, like, they don't necessarily know it's alien life, but later on in the movie, when they do know it is, and everyone's just like, oh no, what do we do? And then they just go back to their regular lives. It's like, How I wish I could be that chill. If something like that was discovered. I worried that actually it would be. <laughs> like, I miss the times when I used to feel things. <laughs> I'm an adult now I don't. Uh, but I... One thing I noticed that... Just between this and that, it's a dog, a pig, like a muskrat or something, <laughs> and them being pretty chill about it. And then later on in the mall, where they call that dragon thing a bird, yeah, or whatever, that's something like it's, but it's CGI, and I wonder if they knew what it was gonna look like at the time of the film. That is actually something that I wrote down Is like I wonder if they scripted it to be like a weird sort of like an actual sort of bird or like an actual raptor sort of creature but with like the CGI that they put in later was basically sort of like uh, like a dragon sort of thing but they just didn't yeah. bother to reshoot I want, and I wonder if this little seal thing was supposed to look more like it could have been some sort of fucked up dog or something but maybe uh, yeah. and it was just obviously like it's, it's slimer, <laughs> it's slimer <from> ghostbusters <laughs> yeah. mostly
1: Exactly.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well. So then Mulder goes to Julianne Moore's hotel to be like, hey, tell them that there's trouble right here in River City. And they're like, oh, we didn't know that. So I said you said there's trouble and I said right down here in River City. It's Music man. That's the only line of that entire I line. actually haven't seen that. That's one. the only line that I remember from that movie slash play slash musical thing. At this point, I forget what he even asks her because I've kind of given up.
1: I I think he
0: he asks her to talk to uh, the general about something. I. He has a specific request, but I don't know what it is. Yeah, I do Yeah. So then he's having breakfast with the guys, I guess across the street or something. Mm-hmm. They're talking about women's volleyball and how they're not like... Orlando Jones is messing with Steph because he's <laughs> a which <laughs> is kind of funny. Yeah. So, yeah, we all shower together. I don't know why it's so weird. Why? So it's just, what? You know, it's oh. like, oh, it just you seriously? then David Duke interrupts them. So, we never actually get to hear the best story. And then my note here just says, "Oh, Sarah Silverman's here. Hi, Sarah Silverman. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> I because I do, but I don't know why she's I will really admit that I actually wrote, <laughs> I actually wrote down, "Hey, it's Sarah
1: Silverman. Our okay,
0: yeah. L
1: character."
0: <laughs> Who's. Uh, she is. Yeah. Zara's just good. Uh, she's great. Oh, no, she's fantastic. She's, she's always like great. the best female character in this movie. <laughs> Even though she's. I think she's the best character in this movie. But yeah, I just like Sarah Silverman a lot. I call her <laughs> Twitter. <laughs> um, so. She, I guess used to date David Kavdi's character and she's now dating the one recognizable cop who's in most of the scenes but yeah and there's I don't get why this is a thing Except, like, all, all it serves movie-wise is to put them in a room with this cop so they can hear over his radio where to go next. Yeah. But she could also be having lunch with anyone or himself or other cops or something. But... They want us to make sure that we know that, like, listen, listen, we know he's not getting paid enough and he's always right and he should be much more important (laughs) and famous, but it's not like he's not getting laid, we're not going that tragic, but I don't know what the yeah, I don't know why this is here yeah that's that seems like the best the most obvious explanation for that one is we need more women in this movie let's get sarah silverman here so she can take her top off and yell at david duke well she didn't talk the no, at i was but i mean like I was relieved that shit didn't all the way. This fucking movie. Yeah, Seriously? And then they stopped. Yeah. So at least so, they didn't ruin that one. It was, it was weird character. to be thrown in the first place. But yeah, yeah, yeah it was... Uh, they, didn't, they didn't ruin one female character in this movie, which is nice. Although, as soon as the cop leaves, he's like... You can take her the check, right? So they still kind of shout on her anyway. Well, yeah, but that was just Simon. Like, I get it. Like, he has to um, leave, but he should still. Yeah, whatever. It's just. Eh. I was just. I was expecting her to take her shirt all the way off. Because when we were introduced to Julianne Moore, we saw her guard about, like, four seconds later. So I'm glad they did yeah. Exactly. Uh, but I can... Okay, fair enough. The more I watched the the more I was got... like, okay, I, I can see why people are mad about it. <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh-huh. So, so there's, there was a, they they call call it an animal attack? Because I guess Stifler knows, uh, I guess he should know what the different police codes are. Yeah, he's gonna be a firefighter. And they, uh, they're going out... So got to the the, the suburbs where the the cute seal thing was, and uh, they immediately run into the same cop, of course, and yeah. Yeah, and they're like, they're trying to, they're trying to weasel their way past him for like the eighth time. He's like, you guys, no, not this time, please. You've done this enough times. And of course, then they do the, you didn't touch that thing when you went in, right? Then they start whispering to each other. And of course, because he is the... Most competent cop. He's like, okay, go. Well, I think at this point he doesn't even seem like he believes him. It's just like, okay, well, this is the only thing. I don't know what's going on, but like, he sort of gets pushed. Fine, Jesus. <laughs> 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 Cause this guy, this cop, hasn't been antagonistic towards anyone. Really. No, like, like he's just kind of like the—he's—he's he's the most heroic character in the show. So yeah, far. and he's just—I mean, like later on, I'll freely admit that that general bloodbath and graph—he's. He's made out to be the bad guy, but he's really not. Like, he's making... He's... he's I mean, he's dumb. Yeah, but he's definitely... He's dumb and angry. But I mean, he's... But, well, he's petty is the problem. Well, he's trying to still make... He's trying to make the right decision. Like, the most logical decision that an army researcher general can make as far as what to do in this sort of situation. It's like whatever. Anyway, we'll we'll get to that later. Yeah, but he blocks out new information that could be really important. Because he's petty. That's a big character flaw, is this? True, but that doesn't, that doesn't happen until later than I'm thinking. True. No, as of right now, he's yeah. fine. But, but later on, uh, and I... I'm uh, more disappointed point they don't bring the cop with them, because he seems like he'd be good fourth edition, <laughs> he's like weirdish, but, yeah. um, so they, they go on, they see the dead thing that's clearly crawled up from under the house, mm-hmm. And Stifler runs in and he's like, You guys wanna come outside and see all these dead dinosaurs? (laughs) So they go outside and there's all these dead dinosaurs in the back. And they're still producing asexually because they like... They cough up their young, apparently. But there's all these dead dinosaurs One coughs up a new one that grows the same mass as the parent it just came out of. I don't know where it gets this mass, but that's the thing. Yeah, and then, of course, in, I guess, one generation of these creatures, now they can breathe oxygen. 'Cause Well, it looks like a bunch of generations. Cause there's so many dead ones around. Oh, uh, I guess, well... Yeah, but they're all dead. It's not like... I guess... You no, know, whatever. <laughs> but, but they died because they weren't acclimated yet. So, like, we don't know how many of them died and reproduced and died and reproduced. Yeah, uh, of- I guess... Yeah, like it could this have just been like a mutated uh, gene or something, I suppose. Cause it is just like a blanket of dead dinosaurs, <laughs> dragon, <laughs> dragon things. But then this one flies so these guys decided to chase Yeah. Him. oh this is also where we get to find out that Orlando Jones' character apparently sort of knows a little bit about geology not like cause oh yeah, yeah. yeah cause he talks about the cave system and how the problem got there yeah him. like it's a, it's a honeycomb system honeycomb honeycomb's good yeah 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 or whatever the rest of that thing goes I forget how the the anyway <laughs> we go through the cave system that the meteor crashed into goes all along under a whole bunch of things yeah exactly so like they can Spread without ever going up into the oxygen as long as it's underground, but then they're not they're immune to the oxygen now, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Well this one is well, presumably they all could be Yeah so, is, is what it heralds I Yeah. Think. So This one flies off, uh, and then I guess they follow it to, yeah, this is also where we found that Orlando Jones isn't a pussy, (laughs) (laughs) because he knows guns. Yeah. So they, it flies into a mall, kills a few people, I think not 100% sure and yeah I don't even know it sort of just crashes around picks up one Yeah, I don't know that, that might have been what it was but so they follow it to the mall and they immediately go gun rack, which is not being protected probably because everyone's fleeing, but still they take out their gun they take out the shotguns and uh, Stifler asks Orlando Jones if he's ever handled one of these before and Orlando Jones says I may be a teacher, but I'm not a pussy. Which, in uh, this day and age... Mm -hmm. That's all I'm gonna say about that. We are, we are huge pussies, there is (laughs) that. But no, but then they doubled out and said David goes like, Lady, <laughs> are we gonna go murder and be mad? Yeah, it's, it's pretty bad, yeah. But but, but actually, ironically, because that was a cringy scene, but then this is about when I get back on the Zooby's side for, I don't know, five minutes? Because dragon thing is fun. Yeah. Definitely. Because, like, he grabs some girl who's shoplifting, for some reason doesn't eat her, just, like, carries around. Yeah. Her. But, like, the special effects here hold up better than most others I think just because they have the good sense to keep it in motion all mm-hmm. the time. And it's like, it's flying through the mall. It's got that sort of good pumping music. And I kind of like, this is fun. This is dumb fun. I'm into it. Yeah, definitely. Going over and under those little walkways across the mall. They lose it and decide to give up. Because it's just one they can't find it. Then first starts singing on the karaoke machine. But why? I don't know. But He's trying to lure it by, you know, making bird noises. Because I guess, again, I guess when they were filming this they were expecting it to be some sort of bird creature not a weird sort of uh, alien dinosaur dragon hybrid thing who so starts yeah, a giant parrot from the from the noise yeah it's like
1: <coughs> um, you know
0: then He starts singing, You are so beautiful to me. And both David Duchovny and Orlando Jones threaten to shoot him. Uh, But then for some reason that works. And the, the alien reveals itself. And... It's still carrying the girl, who I'm pretty sure her shoulders must have separated by this point. Well, does it have her by the arms, or does it have her by like- I thought it had her by the arms, I wasn't sure though. I don't know. But for some reason, Cause her arms are pretty strong. Like, I thought it had her by the claws, so she- Bleeding or something, but if it's just her arms, that's. Arms are sure. strong. That's fair. I my arms. I don't know. Um, but anyway, for some reason, singing draws the creature out, and then uh, Orlando Jones grabs her, and it flies up and then Ducabney shoots it a bunch of times and it dies. Yeah. And, uh, then the one-handed shotgun pump will <laughs> which isn't actually a thing that you can do with shotguns apparently. Oh so? now, uh, you have to, like, loosen the the pump handle to the point where it's like completely useless in order to actually do that with a shotgun I think it's if they did it on like oh I or something someone prove that that's not actually a thing you can do so it had to take, like, a third of the screws. Yeah, out exactly. Like, I know, you, I know you can't on any of the ones I've handled, but they're, like, I don't know if they're good or not. I don't know how smooth action is supposed to be. I don't know anything about guns. I don't like yeah, I don't know either, but just as far as... I know that someone has proved that Doing the one-handed pumping for a pump shotgun is impossible without ruining the gun. But, fair yeah. enough. Um, so, then they brought in the car, and they're all dancing in the jeeps. Play the funky music quiet boy like all hours. Looks it's a fun. fucking forty-five second scene of them just driving and singing along to play that funky music white boy. <laughs> it's very yeah. strange. It's also isn't it intercut or just it's followed by a news. It is immediately followed by the news montage. There is no cut in there. It's just forty-five seconds of them singing. I timed it the second time. I was like, "What is happening? Did they light?" It's I think this is only in there because they got the rights to the song, but then they didn't put it in some other way, some other place. So, like, shit, we gotta find out. I mean, emotionally, it makes sense. Oh, yeah. Like, emotionally, they're pumped. They just killed the dragon. They feel great about it. And as far as... A role to play in the story, it doesn't have one near I See, think. I thought there was, because when I first, when I watched this movie the first time, I thought, okay, singing drew out the one, the, the oxygen, uh, the, the one, Dinosaur flying thing Maybe they're trying to lure other things To their location with music But then they never mention that again And that seems just in there For no goddamn reason <laughs> Yeah, that would have made sense. Yes. It does. Yeah, so... I do sort of like the news interview montage, though. Yeah, but the construction worker guy. Yeah. (laughs) Um... And then... It on just hell yes Ray stances here <laughs> everything will be okay now <laughs> yep cause Dan Aykroyd plays the governor of Arizona who like I'm not I'm not an expert in government but Do, do governors of states have the authority to tell, like, the army what they can and can't do? Is that a thing? I think they actually do, but I don't know to what extent or on what level of micromanagement. Because there's a line later where where Dan Aykroyd tells General Bloodbath McGrath or he calls him Sergeant and General cracks him he says General Governor says uh not if you mess this up it's like do they have the power to tell the army to, to to demote someone? Like, I'm I'm legitimately curious if this is a thing that that governors have the power to do. I do not know. Hmm. No, well, it's just, but I know civilian governments do, so maybe, or at least you can put pressure on someone else to do it or something. I don't Hmm. know. It just seemed like a curious, like, he definitely feels like he's overreaching his power. But then again, I also get way super mad, though, because, like, they just now informed when this was going on. Yeah. And it's been four weeks or something. It's like, this is my state. Yeah. Yeah. But so they have this weird sort of, um, Confrontation where again the guys just drive right into your <laughs> and they just barge in while the, while they're talking about they're discussing what's happening, how how long it's gonna take the aliens to it sort of spread across the United States. And,
1: of course,
0: because the United States is the only country in the world, uh, once the aliens take over the United States, we're all extinct. We as in the humans, not we as in us, the two of us manatees. Yeah, we. Well, they we can swim too. We might be sure. That's true. But. Still, it seemed kind of weird that they were thinking, I guess, that all the humans in the world lived on the United States, I guess? Well, maybe just been Americans would be extinct. Because we could stop them. We could hold them from the Europeans, I think, Yeah, probably because they haven't yet seen the might of the Manatee Nation united. And we haven't called in our allies because we, we can we can summon the the warcas <laughs> <laughs> that's warcas to go to war and we can we can summon I only had the one (laughs) pun, it turns out. I thought another one was gonna come up. It didn't. I'm out. Mm. Narwhals. (laughs) 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 Point is, they wouldn't make it out of Florida. They could go through the cold water that we won't touch because it's easy, so maybe there's that. <laughs> as long as I don't have both power technology, though, we could bring a to this is when the Morlocks from the time machine make <laughs> appearance <laughs> I actually like the design of these things a lot but they're not around for long yeah it's just the um, yeah there's like these spooky white grills with horrible faces that I love mm-hmm. um They're taking out all the cameras because they're smart, because they're primates. And they jump out of the, I I guess why I think of them as the Morlocks is because they jump out with the same wire special effects. They jump out, kill the meek guy, the Mulder tries to fight one. Doesn't work, but then Stiffer shoots it, and then then that convinces the governor that we need to blow it up with napalm. Because that was the that was the general's suggestion. Because they, I guess they were done researching and it's like we're going with the military option and yeah but also like when they burst in at the table the general's already lying about how these things got out yeah and Julian Moore's sort of trying to say like, well, that's not true actually but he's already sort of off on his own yeah. Um and they're gonna they're gonna napalm them. So Julia Moore leaves the government to go hang out with Mulder and then uh, mm-hmm. says they're together already, which I missed, but alright. Yeah, well, I mean, I think the whole reason that she said that was because she fell face first into Stifler's lap, so. There was that. Yeah, that was fun. So. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, there... There's an end-of-the-world party on campus, which is is awesome. Which, by the way, is soundtracked by one-and-a-half minutes of Power Man 5000's Drop the Bombshell, which I'm fairly certain in this day in 2001 was like... All movies had to contract. I were really contractually obligated to have that movie or have that song in the soundtrack somewhere. Was that a pop? That was like one of the most popular songs back then. <laughs> it's insane how I popular that, that, that song was. <laughs> it. I mean, I don't I know. it was... It's a good song, it's just... It was... Everywhere. You could not avoid the song. So, anyway. But yeah, it was like, uh... What? I just like to send the world party a lot. Cause oh, like yeah. The, the, the dumb brothers are there having fun, <laughs> there's people in alien masks, uh, someone's running around with a sign that says, I can't die a virgin, <laughs> <laughs> <And> sort of, <laughs> yeah, and like, it looks, it looks fun, they're all just sort of out in the quad wrecking the place cause Who cares? Yeah. But they go through the party into the college. Orlando Jones literally starts smoking just to discover the fire trick. Well, so okay. This Jesus Christ, the same. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, there's several Goodness. gods. Uh, okay, so, so they, they're like trying to figure out why the initial samples that Mulder took didn't start evolving. And they're like, well, maybe it's because it was in a contained environment. Maybe it's because it was refrigerated. And perfectly logical because the thing, they were on a, a meteor that was hurtling through space. And the, 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 the reaction from the meteor hitting the Earth atmosphere caused the fire supposedly caused the reaction with the creatures to start evolving. It's like, okay, fine, I guess. And then Orlando Jones flips the match, quite accurately, I might add, directly onto the petri dish, which explodes, and then causes explosive growth with those the creatures that were still in the petri dish which uh, sure and then this okay yeah. can you so it so, so creates clear. me out of nothing can Start you going. explain to me the leap in logic that they took to decide that selenium is what might kill these uh, these aliens. So, here's the thing. The periodic table's actually laid out with a lot of, sort of, properties in mind. That's why it's that weird shape, not a perfect rectangle. Uh, like, there's certain... And I don't know, you know, enough about it, but there's, there's bonding sites on different molecules. And it is arranged based on the total molecular weight and how many bonding sites there are and a bunch of other factors. This might have actually made sense because, you know, humans are carbon-based. Down to over one is arsenic, which kills us. These things are based down to an over one is selenium, which is how to kill them. They don't mention any of this, and they don't mention how the layout is relevant, and it's still kind of arbitrary because it's still an aesthetic layout of different like weights doesn't necessarily like it doesn't pure like table isn't a natural thing we discovered it's the arrangement of natural things we discovered that we had to come up with ourselves yeah. so like it there it might actually work, there might be more to it, but they don't mention any of how it would actually work. So, instead, it's just like, well, you know, things that are to the left are the same. <laughs> so, it, 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 it's real. It harkened back to me to. Batman Forever's the leap in logic that they got to figure out who the Riddler was. Yeah. It's like, but I give it props because it's on Julianne Moore's shirt yeah. and she doesn't take her shirt off yeah. either. So, so yeah, points like your strong woman care. Now, I'm not saying just, I'm just saying the movie didn't go for the super low head yeah. One thing that we glossed over though is like a match turned this petri dish into several dozen pounds of meat. Yeah. Why would not they open a restaurant? <laughs> What I would do is just sell stew of this shit where I just in the back have a bunch of little vials because they reproduce super easily, so you never run out. Bunch of little vials and just like a like a open flame and you just sell do you never have to buy? There's no overhead. I guess you gotta clean up. Hmm. Could make bank? Mm-hmm. That's true. Some alien burps. <laughs> and, uh... So, after this, of course... I feel like we're glossing over my <laughs> this is- <laughs> No, it's not a bad idea, but I'm just, I think it's, it's much, it's a much better idea to just get, to have a 15 minute product placement for head and shoulder shampoo, which is what the last 15 minutes of this movie was. They apparently didn't pay for that at all. Just decided without being asked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. That's actually pretty funny. I like that now. <laughs> yeah, that but, makes right. it better. I think. So the the dumb brothers coming because they're. Upset their teacher isn't having any beer. Which makes me a lot even more, yeah. It's like, oh, he's working so (laughs) hard, (laughs) And they know about Selenium because they have very glossy hair. It's an the Green Heavy Shoulders brand shampoo. TMTNTM. TM, TM. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, that was. I mean, they. That was the whole thing, was they. Like, they said. I. No, okay. Sorry, let me start over from that is the part where we need a lot, a lot more. Yeah, because this is when they determine that selenium is what can kill the aliens, they're trying to figure out well, how much selenium do they need? And, you know, David Duchovny pulls the number 500 gallons to... Directly out of his ass. Uh, and yeah, because to do what, you know, how big <laughs> the infestation is. And so, of course, then, uh, Stifler brings up the surprisingly good point that okay, it's 2 a.m., where are we going to find 500 gallons of selenium? And, uh, the idiot brothers are like, Oh, we know. And, you know, they look at them funny, and the guys say, Head and shoulders. The main ingredient is sodium sulfide. And Of course, uh, is okay. like, How do you know that you don't know anything? They're like, what? Haven't you noticed? Her hair is all silky and flake free. And then they do a little, a little thing where they, they jostle their hair around and no flakes fall out. So it obviously was correct. It's true. I thought they were going in aid because their uncle's a drug killer or whatever <laughs> direction they're like. We oh, yeah. got a lot of <laughs> that's most actually, chemicals just don't that's me. Exactly what I thought too. But they did not nope. do that thing. It takes a sharp sharp left yes. turn. to out. Um, <laughs> So and then this part, I'm I'm kind of getting pumped again. Like I'm back in the movie because like all those guys who were partying, just all these college students, are instead sent out to get head and shoulders. <laughs> they don't say so directly, but like that just makes sense because they're all coming back with it. And clearly, they went to a couple towns to go to all the Walmart Yeah. Over. And they're filling up the tank on Stifford's fire yep. truck. But she doesn't own a fire no. truck, so I guess <laughs> you yeah, stole exactly. it. But that's <laughs> fine. And you know, they've got the music and they're all doing sort of the plucky band of community college students and like, this could have been good. It's not, but it could have yep. been. Like, it's good adjacent yeah. to me. Because I'm enjoying the music I'm killing all the pumps I'm ignoring the fact the government didn't do literally any tests <laughs> and we get the the other best line of the movie which is uh, let's shampoo us some aliens before they leave. Yeah. yeah. everyone's cheering. Yeah. They're going off into the thing. And then there's not like five minutes left of the movie at this point. Like it, it winds up, it winds down pretty fast. But they, they go into the cave. Because they got a very short amount of time to spray around inside of the cave before they set off the home. They decided to blow it up early. Yeah. So they... They do. And then... That makes... None of the other creatures grow, but an amoeba grows super big and absorbs everything else. <laughs> Which kind of tracks based on what we just saw. Like, okay, so it's a macro, that same is uncontrolled growth of nothing, undifferentiated tissue stuff. Yeah, they. It's actually Not a throwaway line, but they definitely sort of explain it as, uh, they say it's survival of the fittest, whatever, like the simplest organism is the one that's going to survive the struggle longest. But that's the dumbest yeah. Because that's not how that works at (laughs) all. And they didn't... There was no competition. It just grew super big and smooched everything. It it was definitely sort of a... An Akira moment there. You know? Where it's like... Yeah, and... And don't get me wrong, that's what would happen if an amoeba was suddenly a quarter mile across. Like, it would just sort of absorb everything, but not because it. Not because it's better suited the environment. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's not. <laughs> yeah. Eh. So yeah the thing the napalm goes off they have to run away from the cave because the thing is growing out of control what they then they decide that the best thing to do is to drive head first towards the creature to pump it full of selenium head and shoulders yeah enough for this game so my notes here just they blow up early now it, <laughs> it yeah, blob. it blobs it's uh, quite a large blob that is just kind of around, it's, it's like the combination of Akira and Cthulhu, sort of, and this is where the special effects really, really don't hold up, because it's like a different resolution than all the <laughs> foreground shots and stuff. It's like kind of (laughs) pixelated from time to time. (laughs) So, yeah. So so they decide to... All all the army guys are running away. They're deciding to go ahead and drive up to it in their fire engine. And this is when... So this are gonna poison yeah. it. and this is when the army actually noticed that there's a fire attack. Cause much tracks, like they were behind the hills and stuff and going to my chaps. Yes, that's that's true. That's, that's fair. True. That's and, fair. That's true. and then it farts. Yeah. <laughs> then it <laughs> farts all over. The next him. five minutes are just a, a constant stream of fart and blood and anima jokes. Yeah, because they stick the, the ladder up because it just stops moving <laughs> at some point. It sort of just hovers there. Yeah. Like, on the the wide shots, the entire thing was all liquid and roiling around, all crazy. But on the close-in shots, for as a practical fact, its its butthole is absolutely (laughs) still. (laughs) To the point where they can extend the fireman's ladder on it. And yeah, they... A bunch of shampoo up his yeah. And it, uh, it, it half eats Orlando Jones, but he gets pulled out, and then the thing blows up. The very bad CGI kind of undercuts <laughs> the thing because it's clearly not there. Yeah. But they they blows it up, and then Governor was there, and he's like, oh, they're they're the good people. (laughs) These people have done the good thing for us. And he gets them out, and they're on TV, and he's kind of like... Give rewards, so let Stiffler be a fireman, that's his reward. <laughs> yeah. He mentions Orlando Jones on TV, that's his reward. Mm-hmm. Uh, Julianne Moore and David Duchovny, who are, I guess, in love now or something. Run off to go have sex in the middle of the broadcast because that's a thing adults would do. Yep. And, then, <laughs> and then we get one final head and shoulders commercial. That's pretty yeah, good. Enough. No, that's, that's it's, actually. It's just this awkward, like. One of them's holding it upside down, and he's forced (laughs) smiles. (laughs) Very. Remember, head and shoulders. It's a very like I have no issues with it. It's pretty good. And that's evolution. Yeah. And I mean there's a lot to make fun of. There's a whole lot to make mm-hmm. fun of. I actually still kinda liked it though. Yeah. Like, I thought it was it was it's actually short, for one thing. It was over an hour and a half hour forty. Or yeah, something. it was it was definitely a fairly breezy movie to watch. Like I watched it twice, and I didn't mind watching it twice. Like I have some other movies, cough, cough, generator. <laughs> yeah, like it didn't. It didn't drag. Yeah. It was. I don't think it was that good, but it didn't. Drag. Yeah, like the only. The only sort of weirdly slow parts were the two. It was like when they were singing Play That Funky Music White by Boy for 45 seconds straight. And then... The, uh, the end of the world party, which lasted for like a minute and a half, which is not a long time, but when that's all that's happened, it, it was visually interesting. Yeah, exactly. It's like, like the end of the world party. Yeah. I only saw it once, but it was sort of like, okay, yeah, yeah. I, I can I can picture myself there. Yeah. Well, that's true for a lot of the fun. Like, it, it does a good job in a couple parts. Like, okay, so when those noseless chimps things mm-hmm. are taking out the cameras and coming up, it's actually fairly tense. Yeah. It. Like, they're creepy looking enough, and you're unaware of what their capabilities are enough and music does sing again enough that I'm a little tense mm-hmm. with yeah, exactly. that and it is sort of the planet of the apes or the, the rise of the dawn of the return of the planet of the apes uh, monkey attack and those are always mm-hmm. cool I have a thing for monkey attacks. I don't know why. It's just that it's gets... I wanna be I wanna be an enraged silverback <laughs> but I'm not was kind of cool. And then like the the dragon in the mall thing was fun. You can um, look for a new podcast in the silverbacks later on. Yeah? Yeah? It's just us grunting and throwing things (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) It's It's the exact opposite. This one is not a sopper. (laughs) It will not calm you down. It will enrage you and scream in your ear wildly disparate 12 <laughs> minutes of just screeching
1: so <laughs> so into all
0: right anyway sorry I completely interrupted you when you were talking about the cgi I was just, I'm, I'm feeling it there The college feels kind of real and lived in, even though I don't like the main. the Dr. Mulder. David Coveney, IRA guy. Like, the college feels real. I like the students who do talk, the three of them. That, yeah but like the did the ditzy one who still seems pretty smart and just frivolous which is not a character indictment really the two brothers who rule um yeah out, um, I like the end of the world party and I like that when they sort of recruit everyone, they don't directly show them giving a speech and saying, so now we got to save the world instead of Mm partying or anything. But it's clear that's what happened because they're all coming in and helping with the head and shoulders thing. Like, I like those moments a lot. It's... Really, it's when it's trying to be funny that it falls apart. To me, yeah. Like, it's... It's already kind of thanks to doing the dumb monster movie science thing, which... Would stand out less if you talked about it, (laughs) less... And then when the characters are trying to be funny, and Julianne Moore falling all over the place, Uh, Orlando Jones and David Duchovny both just being sexual (laughs) predators. (laughs) Yeah, we didn't even talk about the whole thing about Orlando Jones potentially being a pedophile. <laughs> yeah, well, it's a community car, so it wouldn't be a pedophile. It'd just be wildly inappropriate and... Uh, no, I, I know, but older... I know, them, but I, I meant, like, there there was another line. There was, like, a throwaway line. Like, after, when they had just like when they just go into the army for the first time oh the computer yeah he says yeah, all those yeah, girls were yeah. over 18 like uh just yeah anyway sorry yeah yeah good yeah <laughs> I guess he has like I don't know what we're supposed to imply from that like, either he has a young-looking girl thing, or that's just what he's most nervous about and everyone sees his porn. Which, I, I guess, porn used to not be as mainstream a thing, so maybe that was like a con- I don't remember 2001. This is the problem. Yeah, <laughs> I had a hard time with that too. That was, that was more than half our lives ago which kind of made me depressed when so I thought about that. But I do remember like some older people because you know I, I worked for that pornographer for yeah. a little while because it was really good money guys don't <laughs> judge me there remember because i managed to make a macro that have to work for me paid like fifty dollars an hour when the minimum wage was like six <laughs> so give me a break but like i wouldn't mention that was a job i had to most people my older ones right Oh, well, but aren't you worried about, like, accidentally winding up, like, discovering some child pornography or something, and then you're in a lot of trouble, or you have to get involved with police or something? It's like, well, I think that's just a fear a lot of people had about internet porn before the, the internet was better regulated than real life. Yeah. So like maybe in the two thousand ones, I don't know that that might have been less of a let's bring in this random thing and more of a that's what everyone's thinking about thing. Yeah, probably. I don't know. I mean, but it just. It felt like a weird throwaway and also like a humorous line like, Ha <laughs> ha, that guy in my head. But anyway, it's just, yeah. Anyway. It, it was worse after he was doing the creepy eyes at David Duchovny after talking with the... Uh, clearly 28 year old yeah too. like it's, it's uh, that was a weird thing it was so close to seem like he was a better person than David DeCover yeah. he was and it's just like oh no you're, you're both boring. yeah it was it, yeah, yeah. Like, I didn't need that. I didn't need the fall. I didn't need. I love Sarah Silverman. <laughs> in this movie. She's kind of the best part of this movie. <laughs> That's her one scene. Didn't need any of the Ray stuff. Didn't need most of Silver stuff. But like when they're actually doing. Things that are related to the actual plot of the movie which could have been told in (laughs) 26 minutes (laughs) like from how much the movie actually takes up I'm with it on pretty much all of that honestly like I don't I still don't hate this movie it's just there's a lot of bad jokes getting in the way of it you know yeah. But if you haven't seen it, it's something I'd recommend it, know. Yeah. What about you? Do you like it? I think. So I did sort of the opposite of what I used to do. because um, I, I did decide to watch this movie twice. The first time was the time when I wrote down all my notes and was a bit more analytical about it. And that kind of opened up most of the holes in this movie for me. You know, about the severe issue with misogyny. Uh, the... Admittedly, okay. This part in a pre-September 11, 2001, world, yes, it's kind of funny watching people watching just the unbelievably lax security around the around the federal government, the military, and everything. And the local cops basically being entirely useless. But it's so strange watching it in retrospect because just seeing them, like, sneak onto the arm base at night and not really even trying that hard and just getting full access and then not getting arrested and, you know, whatever. It's just strange watching that nowadays. Just because I think we're so used to that. To having such a more a more hypersensitive, I don't know where I'm going with this. Sorry, I kind of completely lost (laughs) my thought. Point is, it's weird watching such lax security, and again. There were all of five female characters in this entire movie. Uh, the first was the ditzy student. Second was Julianne Moore, who, you know, she takes Falls and we get to see her butt. Third was Sarah Silverman. Oh no, I'm sorry, third was the, uh, the wealthy, uh, wealthy socialite lady yeah. who has one line and is hysterical, fourth is Sarah Silverman who is a delight, and the fifth was a, uh, she was someone in the art <laughs> for four ladies there's four old ladies right. sorry yes I forgot about the old ladies I also forgot about the, the, uh, the shoplifter girl um, and oh, yeah. then there is so it, it, it's not that there aren't enough women in it it's that they're never used yeah as kids Characters. Yeah, they're just sort of there to either deliver a tiny bit of plot or be Julianne Moore. And I don't know if it's like a representation problem. I think it's just say Julianne Moore's the only woman who's a major character and she's just... Real bad. Yeah. Not the actors. No. She's a fantastic I... actor. I think she's won some awards, but like the the it's not because she's clumsy, I think it's cause
1: she falls low with Yeah. 50. Yeah. It is what makes it such a weird
0: seemingly no good goddamn reason other than, oh, I'll show you that I can fuck you. Like... Yeah, really? that's... I'm... Yeah. yeah. I don't know, it's... No, but it's... Like, like, I I get why people are mad, I'm not, but it's also not good. Mm -hmm. But it could have been. Like, it's close to. Sometimes it does hit that Ghostbuster sweet spot, Mm -hmm. you know? And most of the time it aims for. Yes. Is the impression I get. Yeah. It's, like, it's not a terrible movie, but I think the the ratings, like, the Rotten Tomatoes ratings are pretty accurate. Like, it's below average, I would say. Yeah, they're not even that low. It's, like, almost right in the middle. Rotten Tomatoes at, uh, 43, <laughs> audience 48, yeah. like, that's, that's perfectly fair, yeah. I think. That's, that's about where right, I would put it. Like, it has, it has decent points, but just looking, I think it was probably more enjoyable back in 2001, because looking back on it, it does have a way more rough spots than we probably kind of thought about back then. Yeah, well, I did like it when I was a young a younger adult I'm not even but um uh, I liked it at the time the, the, the parts of it that I remembered I still like is the thing like if you could sift out and excise half an hour of pretty good movie because I am not embarrassed to have liked the parts that I liked because it's still got those and those are still pretty good it's just buried yeah yeah but. is my is my um, my my diagnosis <laughs> but it's, it's short, it's arguably fun. It gets a lot of points for flank, cause <laughs> it's just a hard long movie. Yeah And uh, that's, uh that is true. And it spawned a cartoon that I never actually saw. Really? Yeah, it's called uh Alienators evolution continues, huh? And it was like one season. And apparently it didn't do that well. But it wasn't like there were a lot of those cartoons by those the twin Capizzi and his crew that did like the min and black cartooning. Godzilla cartoon. Oh, okay. And it, w- it wasn't one of those. Hmm. Those generally did pretty well. It was like a weird, colorful that had robot suits or something. Yeah. Like, trying to go further Ghostbusters didn't really <laughs> work. Under the assumption that, like, they blew up the main one, but some of them around the edges survived and ran off. That's Oh, them. okay. Hmm. I never heard about that. And I like the use of the, the three eyed smiley hmm. face icon. As a a franchise icon that could have worked. Did any of the aliens actually have three eyes? Not that I remember. Because the reason all the terrestrial species have two eyes. Is because of a common ancestor. It could have been easy to distinguish these guys with three eyes. They didn't do it. I wonder if they're supposed to, it's weird to me. Yeah, that could have been like a decision that they thought would have been a good idea, but then when they were doing the CGI for those creatures, maybe they just forgot. I don't know. I gotta look at the screenshots of those, uh, those... Warlock why ate things again because maybe they have I don't bad. think they did but I wasn't paying super close attention during that scene so I'd say maybe give it a try give it a watch but don't expect it to be like a brilliant movie yeah but it's also not as much of a bummer as it could be yeah yeah there's uh, if someone's ever made a half hour super hmm. cut of it Give that a watch because it might be the right power <laughs> ending. Right, well, that's all I got. It's Evolution, two thousand one. Yeah. As watched by the man named in twenty nineteen. Uh-huh. Welcome. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah! I thought you were gonna go, welcome to Zombocom. Which would have been a very appropriate for 2001. To Zombocom. God! You can do anything <laughs> at Zombocom <laughs> with. Welcome. I so, still like the website. Is it still like, around? Uh, it was last I checked. I used it to just sit and see if my internet's dead or not <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> Go check it out. Okay, Sumble. so. Com. Yeah. Zombo.com <laughs> Unreligious. So. 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 We've got a Patreon, patreon.com slash right so blah uh, blah. Thanks again to Heidi Yeah, Butler. Thank you. Any noise, noise, and oyster, but any noisy noise, noise, and oyster more. Dude,
1: three for three.
0: Yeah. we got a blog, we're on Stitcher, blah blah blah. I keep meaning to post on YouTube and keep not being able to because my computer's not very good. <laughs> I, I will at some point try to get us an Amazon portal if that works, but I think we shouldn't support Amazon anyway, but everyone does because they've kind of starved out a bunch of things you used to at least instead, so you know, not, not your fault that's all I got thank you so much for listening I'm sorry to fans of the crow you're probably not so listening but uh I'm sorry that our show upset you (laughs) (laughs) and I'm uh I'm gonna put a poll up for the patrons about our next one I wanna do a um an eighties fantasy one uh and there's a bunch of choices for that and I gotta narrow it down from like twelve oh, to some that I actually wanna see be tough. <laughs> Like I'm thinking, like what have we got? I uh, I saved a list, but I, I seem to have trouble finding it right is now. Krull on that list? Because Kroll should be on that list. Crawl's nice. on that list. Nice. on that list. The dragon slayer's on that list. Legend is on that list. But I gotta narrow it down. Oh, God, so, many. it's gonna be difficult. Well, there's so many options. Okay. I have narrowed it down a lot, or we're just gonna wind up with some, like most of them zero votes, some of them one vote sort mm-hmm. of thing. Okay, so Conan, Red Sonya, Excalibur. Willow, uh, Highlander, Lady Hawk, Legend, Kroll, Dragon Slayer, Princess Bride, Masters of the Universe, The Beast Master, Hawk the Slayer, Clash of the Titans, or. The sword and the sorcerer were the ones that I had saved. There's probably more that I haven't thought
2: of.
0: <laughs> Wait, I have to check one thing just to do it, see whether or not it was actually for me. Because if it was, then this has to be added on there. Okay. 1980s, so this technically in there. Uh, Flash Gordon? Yeah. It's more like, a, it's, it's a separate list for sci-fi, I think. We gotta, we gotta, a bunch Yeah, of I, guess, so. yeah, I, I, guess oh, I, I, I wasn't thinking, I mean, it, To me, it has a lot of fantasy, but it is sort of a mix of sci-fi and fantasy. But, we will will debate this and we'll narrow it down. There's going to be a poll coming (laughs) up pretty soon. If you have a strong opinion on it, please share it. Yeah. I think it's going to be a good choice no matter which one gets picked. No, that, that's the trick, is just to, to leave those it so only <laughs> wins. There are a couple of those I've never heard of, but I'm curious about them. Ooh. Well, this will be exciting for you. Ben. Oh, yeah. Okay, well, thanks for tuning in, everybody. Yeah. Um. Sorry this one took so long, but again, audio stuff, and I, I, for some reason, care a lot about the quality of this podcast, (laughs) which, given the premise, might seem unintuitive, and... You know, I'm not gonna fight you about it, but I do, I swear. <laughs> so, in, until next time, I've been Ben. I've been Sam. And you've been listening to Matt Nameentities. Ah. Uh,
1: I love you.
0: Brought to you by our patrons at patreon.com slash matinee manatees. If you like what you've heard and like to hear more, consider becoming a patron. Donations start at just $1 a month, and half of all profits after hosting costs go towards actual manatee habitat preservation. You can listen to our podcast on iTunes, the Stitcher app, or on YouTube. Our music was composed by Kevin McLeod. You can find this track and hundreds of others on his website, in incompetech.com. Thanks for listening!